an apostle by calling, and a prophetic voice, reaching you with messages of edification, transformation, and spiritual empowerment. The voice you are about to listen to next is the voice of Apostle Promise Adiemi. Sit back, relax, and prepare your spirit as he brings to you the spirit and life in the Word of God. Come on, give Jesus a hand of praise up in here. Come on, make some noise. Come on, everybody. Come on, make some noise. We serve a mighty God. Come on, I say, I serve a mighty God. I don't know about you. Come on, I serve a mighty God. Do you serve a mighty God? How big is your God? Come on, you better talk to me now. How big is your God? Really? That's your God? Your God is like this. Just like this. Do you have space for your God this morning? If you know he brought you up this morning and he sets your feet to go, come on, make some noise. Come on, make some noise. Hey. Come on, make some noise. All the ladies, all the beautiful ladies in the building. If you know you're beautiful. All the beautiful ladies in the room. All the beautiful mamas in the room. Look around you. If you see any man, come on, give them a smile. If you can, give them an org and tell them Happy Father's Day. Come on, go ahead and do that right about now. You better look now. Come on now. Look at somebody. Show some love, ladies. If you know you're beautiful, if you know you got it going, come on, come on, love on somebody this morning. Don't be selfish with your love. Uh, give somebody a high five. Give somebody a hug. Tell them you're good. Happy Father's Day. Thank you, baby. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Glory to God. Shout amen. Lift your hands to the heavens and just magnify him. Give him the glory. He knows my name. Ah. He knows my every thought. He sees each tease that falls and hears me when I call. He knows my name. Say, yeah, yeah, he knows my head. 
sees each tears that falls and hears me where Say one more He knows, He knows my name He knows my name Oh, He knows my every talk He sees each tears each tears that falls and leaves me where I Precious Father, we give you the glory, we give you the praise, we ask that your spirit permeate through this atmosphere. Now touch every boy, every girl, every man, every woman under the sound of my voice. Let your name alone be glorified. The very devil be horrified in the name that is above every name, the name Jesus the Christ. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, y'all. If I were you, I'll clap my hands. Give God the glory. Come on. I said, If I were you, I'll clap my hands. Give God the glory. Hallelujah. Take your covenant seed and shout, God punish the devil. His mother-in-law and them father-in-laws and then all them cousins. God punish the devil. You are alive by the grace and the mercies of God. Because if it was left for the enemy, we will be six feet beneath. Are you with me? Come on, I can talk for myself. I don't know about you. I just don't want to dive into this message today like, you know, God didn't do nothing. Are you with me? I shouldn't be standing here today. I'm talking about me. I don't know about you. I shouldn't be standing here today. By this time yesterday, I was in ER. I, I know, I know, I know. I couldn't sleep. I had this so much pain in my stomach. I, I don't think I've ever cried like that. I cried like a baby. I was like, what in the world is going on? My wife couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. At some point, we had to go to ER. And then we got there. They did all the tests, whatever they could. And they couldn't find nothing. Oh. All along it was the enemy trying to play prank on me. And so we took back our power, prayed it out, and it's as though nothing happened. So I, I'm just talking for me. I don't know about you. The Lord has been good and kind to me. Do I have anybody in the building? Yes, you were not in ER, but if you can look back over your head. Come on now, if you can just look back over your head, 
You can attest to the fact that the Lord has been good and kind to you and your family. If you are that person in the building and you are so sure of God's faithfulness and his mercy over your life and your family, come on, lift your hands and give him the glory. Because if it was left for the enemy, by now, we will be consumed. But thank God for mercy. Someone say, thank God. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers in the building and those watching online. Doesn't matter where you are. Uh, in the realms of the spirit, distance is never a barrier. God will touch you wherever you're watching from. My prayer is that when you leave this building, uh, you live fulfilled. That's my prayer. Uh, Pastor Alexander said something very prophetic. He said, don't you ever call yourself fatherless just because your earthly father is not here. Or maybe you have never seen him or you don't even know where he is. Don't you ever consider yourself as fatherless. Because the truth of the matter is before that father was a father and there is still a father. He made your heavenly father, he made your spiritual father, is indeed your father. Uh, look at your neighbor, say, I am not fatherless. Oh, that neighbor is tripping. Uh, if it's not talking back at you, it's an enemy of progress. Look for another seed. Look for somewhere else to seed. If she's not talking back to you, it's an enemy of progress. Uh, look at your neighbor, say, neighbor. I tell you, man, why do you have a wrong person next to you this morning? Look for another neighbor. Come on, yell at him. Say, neighbor. You know, fatherless. Don't get this twisted. I might not have my biological father around me, but I'm not fatherless. Uh, I might not have any friend around me, but I'm not fatherless. Uh, I have a God whose love for me is unconditional. His love for me is unlimited. His name is Yahweh. Uh, do you have that God as your father? If I'm talking to you, come on, shall yeah, yeah. I got a father. That's why I am not tripping. I have a father. Today, I, I want to uh, just lock in into what God uh, gave me to give everybody. Um, and I will be teaching on the title, The Father's Blessing. The Father's Blessings. All the Father's Blessings. All right? Now, The Father's Blessings. Uh, somebody say The Father's Blessings. Oh, glory to God. Um, if you are ever going to understand any situation, uh, there is always a need to go back to the beginning. So, if somebody is saying to you, uh, somebody made me mad, alright? Just before you start to judge the situation, one of the things that you need to do is to investigate what happened. At least that's what a wise man would do, right? Talk to me now. Somebody just come to you. Oh, she made me mad. She did this. I said, wow, she must be stupid. You stupid. Because you did not investigate. Just because somebody's mad at somebody doesn't mean you have to be mad at that person. Are you with me, somebody? So, so, so let's understand this. Before you can understand what the blessing is, you must go to the book of origin. 
you mustard just understanding what these blessings are what is it that God has in store for you that the father has released on your life and until you understand that you will not know how to deal with life from the book of Genesis chapter 1 when we read from verse 28 Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 I've started preaching in case you're wondering Genesis chapter 1 from verse 28 uh, let's get that quick and put it in everybody read and God blessed them and God did what talk to me and God did what and God did what? The first thing God did when he made man was that God did what? Talk to me now. Say, shout, I'm not under any curse. Ooh, I wish somebody can talk to me now. Shout, I am not under any curse. Shout, I am blessed. Blessing is beyond money. We're going to get there. You might not have money, but I'm telling you an embodiment of blessing. Because money or wealth is a byproduct of the blessing. Are you with me, somebody? Yeah, it is a byproduct of the blessing. All right. So, so understand this. In the beginning, and God blessed them. God blessed them. When, when, when the Bible was talking about God blessing uh, them here, there was only one person that was made. Right here, there was no woman. But the Bible says, and God blessed them. Okay, pay attention. All right, 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 right. Listen to this. Before Eve came, the blessing was already waiting. So, so we want to understand the origin of blessing and how God operated. Here, and God blessed them. And God said, have dominion. The one that God blessed is not just the man. God blessed everything that is connected to the man. Oh, I wish I'm talking to somebody. God blessed them. Even though we are looking at one entity, but in, in the spirit, uh, there is a multiplication of blessing moving around and looking for somebody to rest on. I wish I'm talking to somebody. So if you carry the blessing, you are not the only one carrying the blessing. Everyone that is connected to you, everyone that believes in you, also become a partaker of the blessing. So that's why there is nobody in my family that can be operating on that curse. Listen, the truth of the matter is blessing and curses cannot stay in the same room. It's like day and night. It's like light and darkness. The Bible says and darkness showed up. And, and light, I beg your pardon, light showed up and darkness could not comprehend. In another words, nobody said you don't have curse in your family, but when you show up, when I show up, the power on that curse cannot operate anymore. Why? Because I am the carrier of the blessing. So, they are not lying when they talk about generational curses. It's real. And I'm going to show you from the scripture. 
it is real that one can be operating under a closed heaven when you don't carry the blessing. But when you carry the blessing, it's impossible to operate under a closed heaven. Because the blessing is the opener. It opens things up. I wish I'm talking to somebody. The blessing is the one that gives you favor with men and God. It's called the blessing. The Bible says the blessings of God make it rich. The blessings of God make it what? Rich and add no sorrow to it. The blessing of God, not the money your mama gave you. You can have money and still not be blessed. I wish I'm talking to somebody. But you can have a man who carries the blessing. Whose glory comes from the Lord. When they talk, ladies and gentlemen, even the devil will bow. Watch this. So you can be operating under a close heaven. If you do not carry the blessing. Now I'm going to show you how to generate the blessing. And how to operate in the blessing. And how to become the blessing. Are you with me somebody? Let me show you some scriptures. And we'll start dissecting this. So, so let's read this quickly. Let, I'm going to go back to that. And God blessed them. And God said unto them. God said unto them. Even to that stuff that is not living yet. God is still speaking to it. Your idea that is not coming to pass right now, God spoke to it before you were formed. Ooh, I wish I'm talking to somebody. God spoke to it before you were formed. Are they? God spoke to your life before your mama made you. God spoke to your life. God spoke into your future. So you are walking into the blessed future. Being blessed does not mean that you are not going to go through. Oh, but if I'm blessed, why am I going through? If I carry the blessing, why am I going through? Oh, 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 the fact that you are blessed does not mean you are not going to go through. You are going to go through, but your going through is not going to be like the ones who does not carry blessing. Uh, because if you don't carry the blessing and you are going through, you will be depressed. If you don't carry blessing and you go through, you will lose your mind. The reason I'm not losing my mind in the face of ambiguity, in the face of trials and tribulation, is because I am blessed. Woo. Look at your neighbor and say, I am blessed. She doesn't believe you. I'm telling you, enemy of progress. Talk to yourself. Shout, I am blessed. That's why I'm not depressed. That's why I'm not losing my mind. That's why whatever everybody is doing and saying around me is not getting to me. Why? I know who I am. I am the custodian of the blessings of God. The Bible says, and God bless him, he said, be fruitful. Be fruitful. When you see a man that carries the blessing, he will be fruitful. He will multiply it will replenish or subdue the earth. It will, come on now, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the best of the air, over everything that creepeth upon the face of the earth. Shout I am blessed. 
Let me give you something quickly. Genesis chapter 35. I want to show you something very quickly as we move into this. Genesis 35 verse 18. Genesis 35 verse 18. Glory to God. Glory to God. Are you here or you're home? Glory to God. Mm, Genesis 35. Everybody read. And it came to pass. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, take it back there. Take it back. Let's read. Let's come on. Let's read like mass choir. Come on, everybody. Come on. Read. Go. And it came to pass as a soul was departing. Uh-huh. That she named his name Benoni. She named his name Benoni. What does that mean? Son of my sorrow. Son of my sorrow. As she was giving birth to this boy, she gave birth to him in pain. In pain. And so she named the boy after what she was going through. Watch this. She named the boy Benoni after what she was going through. Because of the pain, she gave this, this child, Benoni. And the Bible says, therein the father, go to next, next verse. Therein the father, but his father called him what? Benjamin, the son of my right hand. Uh, Benjamin, you need somebody in your corner to speak over your life when the voice of the enemy is speaking so loud. Every now and then you need somebody to reverse some stuff around you. You don't ignore negative conversation. You don't ignore negative pronunciation. Are you with me somebody? When somebody say negative stuff around you and concerning you and over your life, you don't just keep quiet and walk out of the system. No, 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 no. Somebody I uh, must speak uh, and reverse what was spoken. I wish I'm talking to somebody. The mother named him Benoni, son of my sorrow. And the father looked back and said, my boy is uh, not going to live in sorrow for the rest of his life. Uh, just because you went through something don't mean my child must go through it. Uh, and so the Bible says the father looked at the baby uh, and said to the baby, your mama named you Benoni. Uh, but I stand in my authority uh, as a father Father, I reverse what your mama said about you. Today you shall become Benjamin. I came to make a pronouncement upon somebody hearing the sound of my voice. I don't care what name they're calling you. I don't know what your mama called you. I don't know what your daddy called you. But I came here with a pronouncement to make a declaration concerning your life. That everything working against your life is about to work for you now. There's going to be a change of name huh? and a change of story shout amen listen words don't die words don't die you look at your boy you say stupid and you're wondering why the boy is so stupid it's growing up with that word everything you speak they bounce in the atmosphere and they're looking for a place to rest on. 
every time you say that negative stuff uh, concerning yourself uh, you become what you say ladies and gentlemen you will become what you say uh, and you will become what people say around you if you don't reverse it you don't only just become what you say you become what people say around you say apostle they were just cussing me out and doing all this kind of crazy stuff. I just kept quiet. No, who told you to keep quiet? I'm not saying go back there and fight them. Because somebody said, Apostle said, don't keep quiet. So if you curse me, I curse you back. You call me names, I call you names. Yeah, that's, no, that's not what I said. What I'm telling you is that if somebody is cursing you, you don't keep quiet. If they say to you, you're going to be a failure, what do you say? Okay, it's quiet in here. If somebody said to you, you're going to be a failure, what do you say? If, if a man look at you and say, girl, you're ugly, what do you say? Put your head back. With your long hair, with your high heels, and look him up and down like, boy, I'm pretty. You, you can't walk. Let, let him see what he's missing out from. I'm not talking to real people here. You don't just say, oh, somebody said you're not beautiful. You go home and start crying. <laughs> really? You're going to remain ugly. <laughs> you got to talk to yourself every now and then. Stop, stop waiting for people to say stuff on your life. When are you going to say stuff on your life? You're waiting on everybody to prophesy on you. When are you going to prophesy over yourself? Come on, I wish I'm talking to somebody. When are you going to say something about yourself? Or you're just going to allow what's going on around you? Oh, to determine what's going to happen in your life. The Bible says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He says, I fear no evil for God is with me. I wish I'm talking to somebody. I'm going through something, but I'm telling you, I'm not staying in. I'm coming out. It doesn't look like I'm going to come out of it. But I will continue to speak until I see what I have been saying. There is power in repetition. There is power in what? Woo! There is power in repetition. You continue to say, you'll be like it. Don't keep quiet. When it comes to your destiny, you can't keep quiet. When it comes to life, you cannot keep quiet. Don't take life so lightly. This was the account of a mother. She was not thinking right. She was in her feelings. She was in her emotion. When you are in your feelings and you are in your emotion, you say crazy stuff. Come on, y'all talk to me now. Have you been there? You've been in your feelings and you say crazy stuff about even yourself. And now you don't know what to do anymore. Things are not working out because you are in your emotion. You can change the reality of what's going on in your life by what you say. You can change it. Literally, you can change it. 
You can become all that God wants you to become by you just opening your mouth to continue to say what God is saying in your spirit. Are you with me? If I can hear it in my spirit, I'm speaking it. It don't matter whether it makes sense or not. I'm speaking it huh? because that is what I'm believing God for. I wish I'm talking to somebody here. Oh, I'm only going to say what I think makes sense. That's why your life is not making sense. When you continue to do what you think makes sense, you cannot make sense out of God's reality for your life. God's reality for your life is bigger than what you can comprehend. It, don't, it never makes sense to anybody. Therefore, you must speak. When God said to speak, am I talking to somebody here? Mm, he said, no, you're not Benona. You shall be called Benjamin. And right there, the Lord changed the trajectory of Benjamin's life and made him into that which he is supposed to be indeed. Genesis chapter 49 I want to show you something real quick uh, from verse 1 through 3 before we go into the blessings. Some of the reason why some of us you know bring some, some curse into our homes and bring some problems into our homes is because of some of this stuff. Genesis 49 from verse 1 through 3 everybody read and Jacob called unto his sons and said, uh-huh, gather yourself together. Read, come on everybody, that I may tell you that which are before you in, in the last days. This is a man now, this is Jacob. The Bible says he gathered all his children together and he's saying to them, let me tell you what is going to become of you. Because the fathers, they carried blessings. Your father can make a pronouncement that will affect your future. Negatively or positively. Are you with me? This is the account of Jacob calling his sons together. He said, let me tell you what will become of you in the future or in the last days. Read on. Now, now pay attention to this verse too. Pay attention. Uh, read. Gather yourself together and hear ye sons of Jacob. And hearken unto Israel, your father. Read on. Reuben. Someone say Reuben. Come on, everyone say Reuben. Now, let's look at all the attributes of Reuben. All right? Now, read on. Reuben, thou art my what? Thou art my what? Uh-huh. My might. Uh-huh. The beginning of my strength. Uh-huh. Excellency in dignity. Uh-huh. And excellency. Hold up. This. Don't, don't move from there. Just look at this. This is a very powerful scripture. Now, a man is telling his son, all of this stuff that I just mentioned, they are in you. You are my first, but nothing can change that. He said, you are my mind, the beginning of my strength, and the excellency of dignity. Excellency of dignity and excellency of what? Of power. But hear this. this. This will blow your socks off. Read on. Next verse. Uh-oh, hold on. How can you say... Go back, go back. Let's go back there. Let's go back. Verse. <laughs> verse three. Go back there. Reuben, everybody read out. Reuben, thou art mine. Now, I want you to read with understanding here, alright? Thou art mine. Uh-huh. My might. Uh-huh. 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 A 
Okay, now go to the next verse. Excellency of dignity and power. And the next verse, you're unstable as water. Now, is this a blessing? Unstable as water. Okay, read on. It gave all those good qualities and then he moved on in his pronouncement and something changed. He went from telling him what the boy could become to what he will never become. He went from painting the picture of what is supposed to be to what he will never be unstable as water you will not excel now let's stop there let me show you something go to chapter 35 chapter 35 let's read verse 22 let me show you why the father gave pronounced this curse on him everybody read information that Reuben in his mind thought the father did not know. I mean, out of all the women in town, I know your father is a womanizer. He's got concubines. <laughs> you decided now that you're going to go and sleep, have sex with your father's girlfriend. Reuben was a bad boy. Me, uh, with all the beautiful ladies in Jerusalem. <laughs> he couldn't find anybody to mess with. Now he went to fool with his father's girlfriend. And the father heard and he didn't say a word. And when the night hour came, when the father was supposed to be blessing everybody, he remembered what his son did to him on the premise of that he started talking indeed you are my firstborn you're supposed to be my strength my power but because you went and laid with my wife no girlfriend <laughs> was not even the wife but because the girl was with the father the father said you will not excel that one curse followed Reuben because at the time when Reuben messed up he just thought it was nothing <laughs> he said one night stand messed his life up Because it was just one experience that destroyed his future. Now, what, what, what is that experience that has messed your life up so much that you have ignored? 
you, you, you know for sure what happened. But you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to apologize about it. You don't want to do nothing about it. And you just feel like it's just going to what vapor away. People don't forget. And let me tell you this. Whenever God wants to do something on earth, he will always look for a vessel. Watch this. So God can never bless a man without a vessel on earth. Pay attention to what I'm telling you right now. So if a man is going to be blessed by God, God will have to connect him with somebody who is already what? When the devil wants to destroy somebody's life, it's the same way he will connect you with a cost carrier. In the mouth of Jacob is blessing and curses. The one experience that was not taken care of messed up the future of Reuben because he ignored. I don't care what you say. I don't care what I do. It's going to wait for you in the future. Because words don't die. That's why a man can have a lot of money. And he might not have a wife. And you ask him with all this money. What's going on? He is blessed in the area of making money. Watch this. But something is off. You've offended somebody that you didn't even care to apologize about, don't pray about, did not repent about, or, or, or repent of, I beg your pardon, and you don't care. And you will continue to make money. But when it comes to that aspect of your life that is cursed, you will look for wife you won't find. Yes, that's why people just start looking like, oh, but this girl is beautiful. What's going on? That's why you have to investigate what is operating in your family. And when you investigate, then you need to, then you need to start dealing with that aspect of your life. Let me give you an example. Are you with me? Are we still together? Am I boring? Okay, I'm just checking. Yeah, you're too quiet. <laughs> All right, what's this? When the enemy wants to mess anybody up, it will make sure that you ignore what you're supposed to pay attention to. I just said something. When the enemy wants to mess a man's life up, it will make sure that you ignore what you are supposed to pay attention to. Yes. We are all blessed people. But to walk into the blessing, there are things that you must do as a child of God. Are you with me? And if it's not done, you will notice that you're calling the name of God, but not benefiting from the name of God. 
it is imperative for you to understand the dynamics around this stuff that I'm telling you this morning. Jacob pronounced a curse on Reuben based on what Reuben has done. Why am I not progressing in this area of my life? Investigate. And when you investigate and you are able to see, what do you do? You start making pronouncement. You start making pronouncement. Because I'm not going to tell you that, oh, you have to go back to everybody that, that you've, you've offended and start apologizing to them. Because even some people, if you see them, they will still not forgive you because they have the heart of stone. What do you do? Repent of it. That's number one. When you repent of that stuff, what will happen is that God will cause his blessing that is locked up for your life to start to flow into you. See, see. so, so this blessing does not just come through a man. No, from a man, sorry. It doesn't come from a man. It comes through a man. It comes from God through a man. Are you with me, somebody? The blessing does not come from a man. But it comes through a man. The curse does not come from a man. It comes through a man. So when the devil wants to mess somebody up, he uses somebody to make a negative pronouncement on your life. And you just ignore it and go away. And when God wants to change that narrative, he brings somebody of higher authority to speak positive Come on now, on that situation, and then all of a sudden, it will flip over. Are you with me? Talk to me now. Are you with me? I met a woman in Nigeria. I went, I think, maybe over, over 15 years ago. And she told me, you know, Apostle, I'm a big girl. You know how Nigerians say. And average Nigeria is very arrogant, you know. <laughs> okay, let me, let me say, not arrogant, we're just so bold. We're, we're just so bold. We, we talk. We speak our mind. When you see Nigerians, you will know they're in the building because, hey, you can't just rubbish them. They will talk. They speak for themselves. Hello? That's how you know them. They're gone, cocky, you know. Hey, don't talk to me like that. You know? So this girl came and then she started talking. Hey, Apostle, you know, I'm a big girl. I'm like, okay. I have this, I have that, I have this, I have that. Painting a lot of pictures to me. There's no, nobody that I cannot meet, nobody I can connect with. I said, what's the problem? Stop wasting my time. What's the issue? She said, I don't know why I don't have no man. I'm like, really? Inside of me, I'm like, are you for real? This is why. <laughs> Your mouth, <laughs> number one, it's too much. Then when I started investigating, I noticed that she has done some so terrible stuff in the past and she never addressed it. And what do I need to do is to lead her in to the prayer of repentance. And after that is done, what do I need to do as a, as a pastor is to change the narrative by making a pronouncement. So right there, led her to Christ and say, hey, renounce this. She did all of that stuff. I don't want to get into the story because it was messy. And then I said, say this after me. And she said, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, she said, whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's not even three weeks after that simple prayer. She called me up. Apostle, apostle, you need to pray. So I'm like, oh, here we go again. 
the prayer didn't work. This girl is on my case again. He said, oh, Apostle, you need to pray. I said, what do I need to pray about again? I have prayed. He said, listen, you need to pray that God should stop the men from coming to me. They are too much now. I'm like, you want me to really pray that? I said, no, 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 don't pray that. But just say God reduce a little bit. It's just too much. She said, now I'm confused. I don't know who to marry anymore. But you know the girl can just be like that for the rest of her life if she didn't meet with somebody who can make that pronouncement. There is a reason God made the fathers. He made the fathers so that they can constantly bless the family. Make pronouncements on the family. Make sure that the family move according to the will of God. Uh, the greatest error that can happen in a family is that if the one who's supposed to be leading you does not know God. So if he doesn't know God, he will never know the will of God for the family. And if he does not know the will of God for the family, he cannot lead the family right. That's why, ladies, it's imperative if you're not married, please, I'm begging you in the name of Jesus. Do not rush into this stuff. Make sure that the one you are trying to marry, he might have money, but he might not have the blessing. Make sure the one you are about to marry carries the blessing. Make sure he can lead your family beyond his six-pack. It's fine, look. Oh, yeah, Pastor, I'm going to marry him. He's fine. Okay, go ahead. Haven't you read in the Bible that the Bible says the beauty fades away? Even you, with all your fine face right now, give you another 50 years. You going down. Everything going down, girl. You, you look at yourself in the mirror and say, whoa. How did this happen to me? It's life. Are you with me? In the next 50 years, you're not going to be the same. There's no prayer that can stop it. Go and fast. The next 50 years, next 50 years, I will be, I'll be 93 years old. I mean, if I'm like this, 93, oh, Lord, yes, Lord Jesus. Can still bounce around Jesus at 93. That would be the real blessing, right? But you're tripping. Everything going to fall apart. Everything. <laughs> Let's stay focused. How did we get there? What was I saying before going to all of this stuff? Micah, help me out. What was I saying? Uh, thank you, sir. Make sure you marry somebody who can lead you into the will of God. So that he can always pronounce the blessing on the family. Are you with me? When things are not going right, you need somebody who can speak life into the family. Come and talk to me now. It is the duty of the man to make pronouncement 
over his family. Now the question is, even from the very first man that was made, what was Adam doing when the devil came to trick his wife? Adam, you were right there. And you allowed the devil speak to your wife. And you're wondering how you got to where you are right now. Because it can only take one conversation. If you're going to fall for any man, one conversation. That's how it starts. So, oh wow. I think he's a nice guy. That's where you start. That one conversation will lead you to the second, to the third, to the fourth, until you go down. You need to ask yourself, who are you allowing to speak over your children that is not supposed to be speaking over your children? It don't matter how close they are to you. Who is that person you've opened the door to that is speaking over your family who is not supposed to be speaking over your family? Who are you allowing to come into your space as a man? Who are you allowing to come into your space to mess up what God is doing in your life? Because if you do not stop it right now, the enemy is going to make sure that what they are doing, come on, come to fruition. So the best way to do it is, is to stop the enemy at the gates. Don't even allow the enemy one conversation. Because by giving the enemy one conversation, they will get into you and get into what God is doing in your life. You must be a man. You must be about the will of God for your family. So a man must know the will of God, must do the will of God, must be the will of God. Every man must know the will of God, must do the will of God, must be the will of God. Let me say that one more time. Every man must know the will of God because without the will of God, you can't lead. You cannot lead your family. You must know the will of God for your family. You must do the will of God and you must become the will of God. When you continue to do something, you become it. Right? You continue to do something over and over again, you will become it. You must know the will of God. How do you know the will of God if you have never studied the word of God? You can never know the will of God for your family if you're a man and you don't study the word of God. If you don't meditate on the word of God. The Bible says we should meditate day and night. And let me talk to you ladies and gentlemen. This is not just a, a fractional message just for men. Women, as you're hearing me right now, you must understand that for you to also cooperate with the will of God, you must know the will of God. How do you know the will of God? You must study the will of God. Because a man can know the will of God. If the wife don't know the will of God, every time the man is trying to lead, she will never submit to it. Talk to me now. So whenever God is asking you to do something, it's because he knows you are deficient in that stuff. So when God says, women, you must submit to your husband, he knows that that is what you struggle with, to submit. When he says to man, love your wife, he knows men is difficult to love. Very easy to lost. 
But to love is very difficult. That's why God is commanding you to love your wife and is commanding you to submit to your husband. Because that area of your life, God knows that it's difficult for you to do it. And you cannot truly submit to a man. Hold on. You cannot submit to a man if you are not in the will of God. Because it's always going to be about your will. You will never allow any man lead you because you are not in the will of God. Because if you are in the will of God and the man is in the will of God, when the man says, let's go, you know that he's not just saying, let's go because he wants to prove a point. He's saying, let's go because that's what God is saying. It's easy for us to build a great home when we all are in the will of God. When we learn how to obey the voice of God. When God is leading and we just what? Follow. But when a man does not know the voice of God, how is he going to hear the voice of God? Just imagine God as the GPS saying to you, let's go. And then you pull the address, the destination of where you're going. And you decide now... I will not listen to this GPS. I know where I'm going. I know you've done it before. Lie and let the Holy Ghost catch you right there. Lie to me. Have you done it before? The GPS is right there and it's so loud. After five years, please turn right. I know my way. He's trying to take me on a longer route, but you don't know nothing. Because what you don't know is that the GPS can see what you cannot see. It's a satellite. I know my way around this city. I know I've been here. I've been, oh, you've been here in this city for 20 years, but nothing to show for it. Allow God lead you. It led me in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake. The path of righteousness. For his name's sake. He will lead you. If you allow him to lead you. Without you struggling with him. How many times have you struggled with the Holy Ghost. Only for you to realize that I should have listened. Talk to me now. You waste time. You waste money. Resources. And all that. The money you should have used to send yourself and the family to Hawaii, you've wasted it on stupid stuff. Because somebody's not paying attention and your wife is mad at you. The woman is mad at you now. Boy, we're supposed to be in Hawaii. But now you will not listen because you're not allowing God to lead you because you're saying to yourself, I know it all. Know it all attitude will never allow the will of God to flow in. Every time you feel like nobody can talk to you, every time you feel like the Holy Ghost can't say nothing, you know how to run your life. The Holy Ghost will back up and say, go ahead and do what you want to do. God will never hijack your plans, but he expects of you to lock your plan into his will. So as a man, you must understand what is the will of God for you as a person first. And before you start to talk about the plan of God for your family. Because a confused man can never lead a family. Are you with me? You meet with a man and you say, tell me, what's your plan? 
He said, um, we shall see when we get there. You will never get anywhere. Paint the picture of where do you see yourself in the next five years? You know, man proposes, you know, God disposes, you know. But what's your plan? Propose something. You have no plan whatsoever. He's got no plan. He doesn't know nothing. He's just living day to day, hoping that something is just going to change. Things will not just change just because you're waiting for it to change. You have to plan it out. Am I talking to somebody? And how do you plan it? You need to know what God has for you as a person. God, what do you have for me as a person? And when you understand that, out of that, you'll be able to pour into other people. Because it's only a blessed man that can bless people. So before you start to think about blessing people, you must carry the blessing first. That's why you see some broke people. Somebody sent me a message one time. He said, hey, Apostle, God laid it in my heart. Watch this. God laid it in my heart to start feeding the people in Africa, blah, blah, blah. Say, if God laid it in your heart, it will provide. And you don't have to be nagging people to give you money for it. I mean, you talk about people who are trying to feed nations and they can't feed themselves. You need to start from you first. God is calling me to feed nations. But you can't even take care of your own family. You can't take care of your family, your immediate family. You can't take care of them. But God is calling you to be feeding nations. You have these big dreams. Oh my God, I see myself. See yourself come out of that trouble first. When you come out of that and you're able to take care of your immediate family, then you can start to think about other people. It's not because you are selfish. You are trying to balance things up and get a solid foundation for yourself. Because if you don't do that, you will crash. You'll be living in depression. Oh God, but you gave me this vision. No, he wants you to settle yourself first. The Bible did not say love your neighbor more than yourself. You must love yourself first before you can love somebody else. That's why a man who does not love himself can never love anybody. A woman who does not love herself can never love anybody. So for you to love people, you must generate self-love. And when you have that, you are able to pour into other people. Come on, are you with me? God wants you to become a blessing to your generation. He wants you to become all that he wants you to be in this life. But you must understand how the blessing comes to people. Let me give you this as I close. In the Bible days, the way people get the blessing uh, is that they get it through, you know, maybe there's a festival, there's a yearly festival when people obey instructions and, and do what God wants them to do, they get the blessing. Why? Because through that festival, God blesses people. All right? In, 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 in the olden days, uh, the Bible says to us that people get blessed also by law. When you obey law, there's a blessing that comes with that. All right? All right? So, true feast, through law. And then the third one is true fathers. From the Bible, you look through the Bible, it is the father that blesses. Nothing against mothers. Trust me. It is the father that blesses. They give names that cause blessings upon their children because it is their duty. There is an order to things when it comes to God. That's why God said, I'm the heir. The man comes and the wife comes. It's not competition. It's just that everybody must have a role to play. Are you with me, somebody? 
Don't leave your role now and try to say, no, I, I can do it better. You need to stay in your lane. That's why there's a lot of trouble because people are trying to do what they are not called to do. All right? The blessings come through, faith come through, law comes through fathers. Now, now after, I'm talking about that's ritual law, right? Now, breaking out of ritual law, you do not need a feast to be blessed. You do not need law to be blessed. I'm talking about ritual law. Are you with me, somebody? But you still need the father's blessing. God did not come, uh, you see, I've, I've spoken about creation law before. I don't know if it was this place or it was Houston. Creation law and ritual law. Now, ritual law is what Jesus came to abolish. The creation law or divine laws are not the ones that he came to abolish. Are you with me, somebody? And so the blessing of the Father Jesus did not come to replace that. It is out of order for God to replace that because the blessing always comes from the head to the body. Bible says it, it comes from the head of Aaron to his beard and to the whole body. When the blessing comes, it starts from the head. Are you with me? That's why the head must carry the blessing. Fathers are agents of change. Their duty is to change the narrative of the family, change the trajectory of their family. One of the things that I am so excited about, I'm talking about myself right now, I'm excited about, with me and my children, I can never remember. It might be very little, but it's something very significant for me. I can never remember my father saying to me, I love you. Africans in the building. I'm talking to you. When, when, when last did you look at your child and say, I love you? And I look back over my head just looking. My daughter is 14 years old. She's going to be 15. Hello, girl. She's going to be 15 in few months, right? But she will never go to bed without kissing the dad. In fact, we do it three times, like one, two. That's our style. I saw my father do that. Never, not one time. My son is right there behind the camera. There is no time. They will all just come and love me. I said to him, I love you. He will call me. Man, that boy over there, that dude over there, extremely caring. When I travel, he will call me five times a day. Dad, what's up? Have you eaten? Dad, are you okay? He even told me, he said, Dad, let me tell you something. You've been traveling a lot, all right? This is what I want you to do. Watch this. He said, just take your bags. Just go away. Don't go with anybody. Not even mom. He said, I want you to go and sleep. I'm like, I'm like boy, you want me to go on holiday by myself? Like, I, I don't go. I've never done that. In 20 years I've been with your mother. I've never gone on holiday by myself. He said, Go. <laughs> said go he said to me you need it we've never i never had that kind of conversation with my father so you have to change the narrative you can't just say this is african stuff or this is what we do in our house who told you that love on your children love on them love them so much that no man out there will mess them up 
Because when they don't get love in the house, they start looking, it, looking outside for love. They fall into wrong hands. Because they are looking for love because the man in the house is not responsible. I'm like, I'm going to give my children so much that the one who is coming to marry my daughter will have to sweat. You will work so hard like, boy, how do I top this off? That's what you're going to be saying. Because I'm going to show them too much love that when you're coming, if you don't have love, they will detect you from far. They can, they can just detect you from, as you are coming, they say, boy, take it outside, please. Not here today, in the name of Jesus. You are supposed to be an example. It's a great joy for me when my daughter looked me in the face and said, Dad, I want my husband to be like you. I was like, really? Are you sure? <laughs> she said, no, yes, I'm serious, Dad. I want my husband. You want to tell them? Okay. All right. She's shy today. Yeah, I mean, when, when your daughter can say something like that to you, it shows that you are doing something. Come on, am I talking to somebody? But they can't see nothing in you that they want to look like. They can't even see nothing in you that they want to be like. Are you with me, somebody? There's an error somewhere. We are here on earth to lead not just to have the title you can have the title and don't lead that's why they're not seeing you as a father you have the title just because you have a kid does not mean you're a father a father is a provider hello for God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son if you are a true father you will fight for your family you will provide Yes, you are a provider. You are not, you're not always fighting your wife for money. Oh, man. I just, somebody just said, Apostle, don't go there. Leave it alone, Apostle. You're not always just fighting your wife for money. You have enough to take care of the family. Come on, am I talking to somebody? Somebody said, I have enough. Say like you mean, I'm talking to all the men in the house. Shout, I have enough. Say like you mean say, I have enough to take care of my family. It's poverty that will cause a man fighting his wife because of money. You're always angry because there is no money. But the Bible says, whoever cannot take care of his own, he says he's worse than an infidel. Now you need to understand that what that means. You are worse than an unbeliever. Thank God for great wives that support their husbands. All right? Great wives that will always go out of their way to make sure that their house is together. Am I talking to somebody? Because there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not a prerequisite. That is not the way. The true way is that the man must lead in everything. So if I were you as a man in the house, even if you don't have enough, what you should be praying for is that God, make me the man you want me to be to my wife. Make me the wife you want me to be to my children. My, the, the father, rather, you want me to be to my children. Make me the husband you want me to be to my wife. And when you become that, I'm telling you, you're going to have joy like a river. 
when you have more than enough in the house to take out of the house, you will just see your wife just be happy every day, smiling on you, giving you everything you need. Hello, somebody. She will even give you extra, I promise you. Oh, is that a man saying, Ooh. somebody's dreaming already. Lord, have mercy. We'll give you what you need. Why? Because you are able to supply. There is nothing more than just having the ability to become the man that God wants you to become. Leading and just leading by example. Pastor T, there is nothing more than you just giving your wife a card and say, baby, do whatever. My God, do whatever. I mean, I'm not there yet. I'm getting there. I'm like, babe, do whatever, but we tell. <laughs> so my do whatever is still on there. It's going like this, but it's not there yet. So I'm like, babe, do whatever, but I have to call after to a babe alpha. <laughs> Don't overdo things. Don't let the Holy Ghost overuse you. You can stop the Holy Ghost. I say, Holy Ghost is enough. Because when you start to hear, prum, 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 oh, hello, babe, stop now. <laughs> but there is a level you're going to get to, ladies and gentlemen, that it doesn't matter what prum, prum, you know, prum, 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 girl, enjoy yourself. Come on, ladies, don't you want that kind of man? If you don't want that kind of man, wave your hand because I need to do deliverance for you. Right now, I'm going to lay your hands on you and cast that devil out. Everybody wants to be happy. Everybody wants to have a good life. But we cannot have a good life if that good life does not have God in it. In fact, it's never a good life without God. It doesn't matter how much money you have, man. It doesn't matter how much you think you've achieved. If it doesn't have God, it's still useless. So what am I saying? The Bible says we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Every other stuff will be added unto us. So whilst you are on your journey looking for God and trusting God for the next level, make sure that you do not forsake your love for God. Pursue with all tenacity and, and just pursue God with all you have. And in so doing, God we open the windows of heaven concerning you, pour your blessings that you have no room to contain. How do I get the blessing? Seek first the kingdom of God. When you seek first the kingdom of God, the effect of that is that the blessing will come on your life. In fact, you don't have to pray for it. It will just flow to you. Why? There is a law. When you respond to that law, there is a portal that will open to you and it will start flowing down from heaven to you and it will flow to your family. I pray for every man hearing the sound of my voice. Whether you're watching online or you are in the building, may the Lord lead you the way to go. May the Lord open your eyes to his will. May you lead your family according to the will of God. God. I declare by the spirit of God that may the Lord make you the leader that you are supposed to be in the name of Jesus I pray for every woman in the house that may the Lord lock you down into his will so that you can cooperate with what God is saying through the vessel that is leading you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth
the Lord, the Lord told me, he said, son, I want you to make the pronouncement upon everybody because my duty as a spiritual father is to make sure that I pronounce blessing. It doesn't matter what anybody has spoken over your life. The words that is going to come out of my mouth today is going to swallow it up. Because I believe that God ordained me, called me for such a time like this. To make this kind of declaration. Please do me a favor. Bring all the children in here. I want to make pronouncement on everybody. Bring everybody in this building. Glory to God. The blessing. Please everyone stand to your feet. Have I blessed you today? We believe you've been greatly blessed by the message you have just heard. To hear more powerful sermons by Apostle Promise Adami, stay connected by liking his page on Facebook and on Instagram at Apostle Promise Adami. For more information, visit our website at www.apostlepromiseadami.com. Till next time, stay connected.